powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name is Brady. I will be your host here tonight on a night where the Winnipeg Jets lose 4-2 to the Minnesota Wild. A very important and big uh, divisional matchup. Uh, a game where you can, you know, there there are many ways you can look at this game. The Jets did play very, very honestly, pretty good. Uh, you know, any game where you get, what, how many shots did they have? Like 40-something? Let me see here. I, I should have had this. I'm so sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was about 40 uh about 47 shots if I'm if I'm not wrong. Um you know the Jets came out and played really hard tonight. Uh but also you know uh some certain decisions have been made uh by the coaching staff that I think we're going to have to talk about. We're going to talk about Mark Andre Fleury. Anyone anyone feeling a bit of a flashback to uh to 2018 playing the Golden Knights in that Western Conference final. Good grief. What a goalie. Uh, we're going to talk about the new guys again because they seem to be one of the only bright spots on this team. And yeah, we're going to go through all that. But before before we do all that, got to get a couple things out of the way. First off, want to bet? They get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live in player on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN or in Ontario, download the app now by using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Alrighty, first off, happy International Women's Day. Uh, Liz has the day off. I think that that is the best thing that we can give her, especially uh, considering the performance the Jets uh, gave us tonight. Uh, or at least the the result, not necessarily the performance. Um, so shout out all women. Congrats. Happy for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys are the best. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> this game. So, all right. I Usually I like to take it through uh, through you guys through the game, you know, kind of talk about it. But this game was didn't really have the right feeling to go, you know, bit by bit, explaining every single goal. So maybe I'll just kind of go quickly through each period and then touch on the topics as they come up. Um, so first off, coming into the game, we always gotta gotta dress the dress up the game. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets are back, uh, are only four points ahead of the um, of the Calgary Flames. The Minnesota Wild are were sitting in second place in the division, um, and four points ahead of the Winnipeg Jets, if I remember correctly. And uh, so this is a big, big game. I mean, any game against uh, a central division opponent who you're battling for a playoff spot is going to be a big game. But um, especially considering the place where the Wild are currently right now and, uh, you know, the bit of the slide that the Jets have been on. It's, of course, it's a four point game. So getting a win tonight would have been very, very helpful. Um, but Marc-Andre Fleury, unfortunately, has something to say about that. Um, the other changes we get, Pierre-Luc Dubois once again out of the lineup. Um, really odd considering he played the other night against the Sharks. Um, and now he's uh, again out. This time it's undisclosed, whereas previously it was a just a lower body injury. Uh, I'm worried that maybe they rushed him back. I'm not sure what the injury is. We don't know if it's related to what he had before. Uh, but regardless... If it was, if it is related in somewhat, why did you rush him back? Like, they, like, 
Uh, again, we don't. I don't really know the timeline on him yet. I'm not sure if it's been, uh, you know, put out there. I'm sure we'll get some messages in chat in case it has been. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so you know that's 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 a big loss there, of course. Um, so filling in in that in the the two C spot, we have Vlad Nemesnikov, which. Honestly, not that surprising for me. Uh, we've already seen Kevin Stenlin play there. We already know Adam Lowry doesn't really work there. I thought Stenny played fine last time, but uh, it's always good to switch it up. And uh, the game that Stenlin did play at 2C um, a couple nights ago, uh, I can't remember who it was against, um, that uh, Shovel Dayoff even mentioned, that was I think that was on trade deadline day, that was against the Oilers. Um, Shovel Dayoff mentioned that, you know, Vlad Nemestikov, a very useful guy, can be put anywhere in the forward lineup. Uh, he likely would have been playing uh, second center. So seeing him there tonight uh, did not surprise me. Um, we're going to talk about him uh, definitely. Uh, I thought he had a great game, but uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, Logan Stanley enters the lineup. Um, <laughs> you know, I I got to say I was I was ready to come on here and, and really, uh, you know, get upset with this decision. Uh, of course, he scores the uh, the first Jets goal uh, and actually was really good on it. I'll break that goal down when we talk about the second period. Um, but I think that regardless, I still think that coming into this game, the right choice would have been to play Dylan Sandberg. Once again, this is a you need to set yourself up for uh, success as best as you can. Um, and in my opinion. Dylan Sandberg is a better defenseman than Logan Stanley, despite the goal that he scored tonight. Again, it's his first goal of the season. You're not you're not expecting to get a goal out of him, just like how Kyle Capobianco scored the other night. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that necessarily he is the best guy to keep playing. Uh, although I'm sure now we're going to see uh, Logan Stanley in the lineup uh, for many more nights, uh, which you know, just the fact that he even got into the lineup is very strange, especially considering you know the whole the whole trade request. Um, and, and ever since then, he's been getting, you know, put in the lineup a lot more often. You know, I, I, I don't get it. I, speaking on the trade request itself, I think that it's, it's, it's very odd. I, I like to be like, you know, I don't think that I'm getting the opportunity that I deserve here when he's been given the opportunity, uh, <laughs> the most opportunity of any young defenseman for the Jets. I digress. We're not here to talk about Logan Stanley only. Uh, I still think it would have been better to play Sandberg. But of course, Stanley scores that uh, that goal, which uh, unfortunately doesn't do much to help the Jets. But uh, but yeah, so starting off with the game. The Jets actually came, They you know, the Jets played well tonight. Like I like we have to, I think we have to acknowledge that. Um, it's not often the Jets get, you know, 40, 50 shots on goal. Um, I still don't have it up because I'm so dumb. Um, it's not often they get, they get that many shots on goal. Um, and so, you know, looking at the start of the game here, they come out hard and Flurry, you know, immediately starts showing that he's going to make a difference this game. Um, one of, I, this is okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get into it right away. I don't think that Connor Shifley and Nino is working. I think that Nino is working. I think that Shifley's there, and I think Shifley and Nino work together very well. I just don't think that this is a, a line that is going to be a successful line, especially come playoff time. Like we right now is the time we're trying to figure out or, or prepare ourselves for playoffs if we even get there, um, and obviously try to get there. But I don't know. Ever since uh, every time that I see. Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor playing together, it it just hasn't worked anymore. I feel like both of these guys just think that they can get away with doing these 
fun, dinky little passes, and and they don't play as hard. And that's why Nino has been such a re- revelation for this team is because he's able to to slot into that top six and immediately make a difference because he's one of the only guys who are working. Um, like, like not working in the sense of get like getting things done. Well, I mean, getting things done, but he's one of the only guys who's actually putting in an effort. Um, anyways, so the, the reason I bring this up is early on the jets get a three on one. Um, and this is when Kyle Connor is bringing it in on the right. And it is so obvious. It is so obvious that he is going to go for a pass that the wild defender had just easily puts his stick down blocks the pass and you know it is what it is you know this could be a very specific thing that i'm nitpicking you could say that it was a great uh you know a great defensive play by the wilds player but this early on in the game you already are seeing that uh, mark andre Fleury is is playing well today he's not having you know one of his games where he's been playing like he has been this year but rather this is one of the games where mark andre Fleury looks like mark andre Fleury of old if you get a goal on him early, if you get a goal on him early, that can shake his confidence. Uh, like I, I, I think that that is is very important to 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 remember is that it's not just, um, you know, it, everything has an effect, and the effect on uh, confidence is big. Um, we're gonna have, obviously have to talk about Hellebuck in this game, uh, not one of his best, uh, but at the same time, it's like. I don't know. Let me know in chat. What do you What do you guys think about the the Bronx cheer uh, for for Connor Hellebuck? Obviously, in this game, he lets in a couple weak goals. Uh, the first one was a uh, was the third shot on net. Uh, but this one, I actually don't really like. I don't blame. I I don't go at, look at this one and go, man, you gotta have that. Which there was one goal tonight that I look and go, you absolutely have to have that. Which is the third goal. Again, we'll we'll talk about it. Um, but like this is just, it's just so diff. It's so tough to see this team come out with such a good start, have no like ability to finish as soon as they get in on the opponent's zone they are just unable to put the puck in the net and it's so gut-wrenching to immediately see on the third shot um you know it's a shot that it's kind of like a one-timer it's not really and it's from above the ringette line like this is one where you i'm not saying you absolutely have to have it but god that's tough that's rough and you know it I'd be lying if I said that Connor Hellebuck hasn't been going through a bit of a slump recently. Um, but I also think that a Connor Hellebuck slump is him playing like an average goalie. Um, not all the time can he be God himself. Uh, unfortunately, he is, he's a human. He's a human goaltender and he's going to have off nights. He's going to go through bad patches. It is what it is. And the Jets owe it to him to give him some support. Two goals is not enough. Uh, in this day and age, uh, scoring two goals a game will net you as an, a below 500 team. Uh, right now, the Jets have two wins in their last 11. Um, so it's it's tough. And and going back, they have how many goals? I I, I think I had, uh, what was it? When I was talking with Kishore on uh, in the one of the Edmonton games uh, on the back-to-back, the 13 games leading up to then, they had an a goal average of two goals a game. This is a team that needed more finishing power. 
And you know what? I love Nino. And I really like Vlad. And well, I'm going to talk about him in a minute. But man, this is this just goes to show that why Kevin Dayoff should have been more aggressive at this trade deadline. This team needs a scorer. It, this team needs someone who can finish because the guys who you usually rely to finish on, or you usually... <laughs> So, sorry, the the guys you usually rely on to to finish aren't doing it. Like Kyle Connor has, uh, like I'm. Listen, I'm I'm not here to specifically pick on him. I'm not here to specifically pick on uh, Mark Shifley. But for a while now, ever since they played on that line with Blake Wheeler, once that line got reunited, every single time between the two of those guys, it just feels like they are tr- are playing pond hockey when it like against NHL players like it looks like they're just trying to make silly little passes back and forth oh no you shoot the puck no you shoot the puck it's not gonna work and that's again going back to Nino why Nino is is so like he just he's a different archetype of player where he is battling in the corners to get pucks when he gets the puck he drives the net he takes shots and he gets himself in the right spot one of the biggest things I want to like praise Nino about is the fact that he constantly is in the right spots. Um, too often I see Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor waiting for the work to be done for the puck to jump out and come to them so that they can just put their finishing touch on it. I'm sorry, that's not how this game works. You need at least two guys battling in the corner, one guy who's on the puck, another guy there immediately supporting him, and then you can have your third guy, you know, trying to hide in the weeds to be open in case the puck comes out and, and you have that uh, option available to you right away. Um, and just too often now, I'm too often I'm seeing these guys like Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor giving the puck up uh, in a way where it's like there was there was one specific play I can think of. They were both skating up the ice uh, you know, on, on a break-in kind of thing where, you know, they had numbers and Kyle Connor just kind of hands the puck off to Shifley. But Shifley isn't even, like, ready for it, so it kind of it kind of just goes off and, like, he isn't able to really handle it. it, it like, they've just lost their crispness. They, the, the two of them just don't look crisp. That's one of the things that, like, when they're playing their best, they are able to make great passes to each other it's on the tape it's perfect it's it's that chemistry and it just feels like it's not there right now so in my opinion I think at this point you have to switch something up um you know we we <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it we can't have Nikolai Ehlers playing 15 minutes a night uh we'll talk about the end of the game of course too but you can't like you I'm gonna I'm gonna stifle I'm gonna stop I'm getting ahead of myself I'm going on rants let's bring this back to the game right now um, the next note I had written down is that uh, Nemestikov looks really good at center. Um, I and and also in the top six, he looked fantastic tonight. Like when I look at this team, there are there are specific little things that stick out to me, and and, and it might just be because it's it's different from what we're used to as Jets fans. <laughs> but when, there was one where there there was one where he just had such great support in the defensive ze- defensive zone that he was able to just intercept a little pass, you know, pass it off to a D-man, make a nice little breakout pass, carry the puck up. And 
you know, that's that's a lot more than what we see from our our usual centermans uh, in in the top six because they're they're more you know relying on other people to get them the puck so that they can go on a you know a breakaway or something like that. Um, so I really liked him in the middle, and uh, and at this point here, you know, if if Pierre Dubois comes back healthy next game, Vlad Nemestikov should be in that top six. Blake Wheeler does not deserve it. Um, at this point here too, there has been how many games now where Blake Wheeler just looks a step behind. He's not able to hold on to the puck, um, and he just looks bad. Like he just doesn't look like he has it anymore. When, you know, when when your skating starts to go, NHL players will retain the hands that they have. The best players who have, you know, long careers uh, and are able to stay at a high elite, um, you know, uh, elite pace or, you know, play going forward are guys who can usually shoot the puck. Like, I'll, I'll just be honest with you, because then, you know, the, the movement isn't really as important. You can usually rely on your younger guys on your line to do the work and then you can be the finisher. Um, but Blake Wheeler is kind of like, he doesn't have that. So he relies mostly on his hands to, you know, make nice passes, but then you get option or uh, opportunities where the puck comes to him and more than, than, than in the past, he's just fumbling the puck. He's not making passes across, like he's forcing stuff that just will not work. There was one specific time on the power play. He enters the zone. He's got two guys on him. The very obvious play is just dump it in the corner, try to get someone else to get it. He tries to force a pass into the middle. And the Jets, you know, one of the 8,000 times the Jets got denied on their entry to the power play, which we're going to talk about, it it's just not working. And so I sit here and I go, Rick Bonus, what is going on, man? Uh, this is the least creative we have seen him in a long time um you know he's obviously switching things up on the bottom end of the roster throwing mason appleton up into the into the um you know onto the third line if that's kind of out of necessity because nemesnikov moves up um but man the power play we gotta talk about the power play what is going on here what actually is going on here i wish i had better numbers in front of me um, but they went over three tonight again. How many, how many games has it been? How long, how many of these last of the last 11 where the jets have only two wins, two wins out of 11, less than, two, uh, less than a 20% win rate. Um, how many of those games did the jets go over for on the power play? Like what's, what's, what's the deal? What's going on? And this is even with Nino Niederreiter you know, being added to the fray, which I think he really helps the power play. Cause again, he's one of the guys who's willing to uh, actually support the players rather than just stand in his spot and wait for the puck to come to him. Um, like I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. I really am. I, I don't know what I have to, what needs to be said, what needs to happen for Blake Wheeler to be taken off of that top power play unit uh, because he doesn't fit there. And uh, you know who does? Nikolai freaking Ehlers. Um, I, I know a, a good chunk of people who are sitting here in the, uh, you know, in in the in the chat here, uh, likely also follow Garrett Hole on Twitter. 
Um, but Garrett Hole had a, a in case you in case you missed it or anything like that. Uh, we had him on the on the show uh, a while back in like November or something like that. Uh, he put out a uh, an article on his uh, on his Substack, uh, the five hole h o h l dot Substack dot com, uh, called this one weird trick to fix the Winnipeg Jets and coaches hate it. You know what it is? It's playing Nikolai Ehlers more. This guy cannot be getting 15 minutes of of ice time every single game or less. Uh, the, the the I just want to read one little little tidbit from it. Uh, pop quiz time. In in uh, in this season, who has scored the most five v five points relative to their ice time? A full ten percent above the second highest. I wonder. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, how about in 2021-22, so last season, uh, this player uh, was a full 15% of, uh, of you know their points relative to their ice time above the second highest player. Oh, how about the year before that? You know, albeit by a hair, but with still leading the Jets in uh, 5v5 points relative to their ice time. Uh, let's go back another season, 1920. Ooh, that was a bad year. Uh, who was the highest 5v5 point scorer relative to their ice time by 25%. It's Nick Ehlers. This guy is the most efficient scorer on this team. Over the past, I don't know, three weeks now, four weeks, where the Jets can't freaking do anything to get the puck in the net, this guy has been playing 10 minutes a night, 12 minutes a night, 13 minutes a night. Oh, 15 minutes. Wow. What a what an increase. What is going what what needs to what why? What is I I I don't I don't understand. I just I don't get it. I don't get is it is it because he's European? Does he is there like a xenophobia issue here? Is it because he's a a a, a practice mess upper? Uh you know, a guy who just happens to mess up drills and therefore the coach hates him? Uh, I, I don't get it. I don't understand why your best forward, literally your best forward is constantly getting benched. Why in a game, uh, such an important game like this, why is Nick Ehlers on the bench when you need to score a goal to tie the game? Why is Adam Lowry, a guy who went 35 games without a fucking goal on the ice? Yeah, oh, to win the faceoff. I get it. Okay, that's fair. He should get his ass off the ice the second he wins that draw or loses it. Whatever. Who cares? I'm not talking about faceoffs right now. Why is Blake Wheeler on the ice? Oh, so he can stand still in one spot, fumble the puck? Oh, I get why Mark Shifley's on the ice, but this uh, uh, another guy who's unable to handle the puck tonight, the puck comes to him. He, uh, on... On this empty net opportunity, he fumbles it immediately. It goes to the wild. They go down and score their empty net goal. Boom, bang, game over. Who cares? Like, what has to give here? What has to change? Like, why is it that we're doing the same song and dance every single year? Like, what is it? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't. I'm seriously at a loss for words right now. Um like how okay you know what Let, let's let's go through the power play now let's go through the power play now because i feel like that's uh, a healthy extension of this um all right first power play uh that they get is in the first period pretty predictable they get a couple chances on fine whatever who cares great uh 
you know, the second power play gets on again, and they're splitting time between the two, which in my opinion, you should load up one unit, let them play the two minutes and get every chance that they can on net. Uh, okay. Second power play, uh, power play can't enter the zone. Uh, 26 Blake Wheeler tries to force it through two wild players. This is what I was talking about earlier. He gets the puck on the right wall. He gets immediately swarmed. Once again, it is a five on four. You have two guys on you. That means there are only two other wild players on the ice other than, uh, and, and, and then also you have four. So then immediately you just throw it to open ice. You have a four on two. Nope. Let's, let's, let's force it. Let's try to force it between two guys' legs. All right. That's a, that's a failed zone entry. Uh, okay. Let's, let's bring it up and get back in. Oh, look, we failed our zone entry one more time. Oh no. Uh, okay. Uh, here, uh, neutral zone. Let's pass it to, to Shifley. Shifley, you break it in. Oh, uh, oh, Shif Shifley can't handle the puck. It bounces off his stick and goes across the blue line. And then the wild just dump it back into our zone. Okay, great. That's a minute of our power play gone. Let's put on Nick Ehlers and his, uh, and his group of, of misfits, uh, onto the ice and see if they can do anything. Uh, let's have Nick Ehlers passing the puck to Adam Lowry. Once again, a guy who went 35 games without a goal. Why is he on your power play unit? Why? I literally, why? Literally, why? Um, all right, so that's that's the second power play. Let's go to the third one. In 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 the third period, once again, I wrote and I wrote this down specifically. You need to score on this power play. You need to. They're they're down a goal in a four point game near the end of the season. You have the team behind you uh, who's not in a playoff spot, the Calgary Flames, who are four points behind you. Um, you need to win this, and you need to make sure that the Wild don't win this because if they do, they're six points ahead of you. They're six points ahead of them now. Uh, okay, how about this? So, uh, of course, like I said, Kyle Connor draws a trip. And uh, and so, power play starts. Jets win the draw. Great. Goes back to Morrissey. He takes a shot. Gets blocked. Wild. Dump it out. Whatever. That is what it is. You gotta shoot. I, I have no issue with that. They they enter the zone. They get a good zone entry. Wow. Whoa. Crazy. Uh, puck goes in behind the net. Blake Wheeler uh, decides rather than, I don't know, making a pass taped tape uh, to rim it around the boards to Mark Shifley. I get that can be standard, but still, with how the things have gone, with how the puck has gone for the team, uh, not great. Uh, so then Mark Shifley is unable to handle the puck off the wall. There's another, what, 20 seconds gone. Uh, they try to enter, and they're unable to enter again. The Wild dump it back down. First power play gets off. There's a minute. Oh, there's our minute. You know, clock out, whatever. We did nothing. Great. Cool. Uh, you know. And uh, and then power play two comes out, and same thing. They get some chances. Uh, like, it's it's insane. That, that power play two with such less pieces. Again, like, I, I don't want to talk shit about Schmidt. Uh, Vlad Nemeskov isn't a power play one guy. I like him, but he's not a, he's not a scorer, I would say. Um, and he, you know, uh, Neil Pionk is an offensive defenseman. So, you know, that he, he is, he, it makes sense why he's there. Uh, but then again, Adam Lowry, why is Adam Lowry on this? So you're putting your best player out with a bunch of guys who definitely aren't your best players. Uh, and he's still creating chaos and, and getting chances. So I, I just don't get it. I just don't get why you don't put finishers on a power play with Nick Ehlers because he causes 
so much chaos. He also is a free zone entry every single time. My biggest frustration with the the first power play obviously is the fact that they can't enter the zone. The the CLC was booing the, them because they couldn't get into the zone. And one of the big reasons I think is is just a difference in how Nick Ehlers and Kyle Connor both play the puck uh, when when they're they're coming in. So Kyle Connor likes to defer to pass because obviously the Jets do the whole drop pass thing um, and the um, the whole drop pass thing, which obviously has the benefit of it, it kind of gets the defenders out of sync. But the issue, though, too, is that the forwards on your team are also having to stop at the blue line. So the issue is, is that you don't have anyone coming up with speed with Kyle Connor. So the only option he has is to offload it to a guy who's standing on the blue line who can then either hit him with a give and go, uh, which never happens because that's how they get intercepted. That's the whole force pass thing with Wheeler that I was talking about. Uh, or they can dump it in down low. Uh, so Nick Ehlers doesn't often do the give and go thing. What he likes to do is he dumps it in deep. Kyle Connor dumps it in deep too. The difference though is that Nick Ehlers gets down below the goal line and supports and gets the puck back or applies pressure, whereas Kyle Connor just drifts off to his spot. Once again, you need to battle for the puck. If you don't work for the puck, you're not going to get it. Like, what happened to this whole, we're, we're going to be a harder team to play against? No, you're not. It's so easy to get the puck from you guys. You guys fumble it. You do. You guys are your own worst enemy uh, in regards to puck control. Anyway, sorry. I'm getting, getting, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself, but... Again, it's just I I I just don't know where to go from here. I don't like we need serious change at this point. Like the I like how do you not react to this? How do you not how does bonus not like take a second to step back and go why have we been losing? I'm sure he does. Uh and you know, tonight you can definitely chalk up to uh Marc-Andre Fleury playing fantastic. Like that is true. He played a great game. But the Jets didn't do enough to to get it done. And some key mistakes hurt you in the long run. Once again, from the start, uh, you know, if they're able to get a goal earlier on, you you might shake his confidence. And that can change the entire game, considering Mark Andre Fleury has either been a pumpkin this year or the or a, or fantastic like he was tonight. <sighs> but Alas, like, ugh, again, where do we go from here? Like, this is the team we have. This is it. This is the team we have. It is up to the Jets. It is up to the Jets. And Rick Bonus too, of course. But it is up to the players. Or it's up to the coaches to put the players in the right place to succeed. And that's all they can do. And then the players got to do it. So, all I'm calling for is the Jets to, one, you know, pro provide a little support for your goalie. You know, how many games have... Have the Jets played awful and Connor Hellebuck has kept them in it. Again, we have easy example is the Rangers game where, you know, he made 50 saves, um, you know, uh, and then and then, like I said, it's like I just I just need to see more effort, man. I just need to see more effort. I like I am so frustrated watching the guys on this team, the top players. And listen, I'm and, and I Obviously, I'm an Ehlers defender. He didn't have a fantastic night or anything like that tonight. But I also don't think that he was put in the right position to succeed. He never is. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it. I just don't understand. Um, 
But alas, like I said, it, it, this this was a really important game for the Jets. They needed this win, and they didn't get it. Um, and it could potentially hurt them in the long run, whether that's getting them a worse seed in the playoffs than what they could have had, uh, or if it's um, or if it's just missing the playoffs in total. Like it's it's a real possibility at this point. It very much is. The Jets have played what sixty five games right now. Yeah, sixty five games. So of the Calgary Flames, only four points back. That's a weekend of hockey. You know, like it, it, this, this is, this is far from the team that we saw in December and the jets at the same time have the same pieces. So they do need to figure it out. Uh, I, I think that they can, I, I do still have some optimism in this team. Any team that has Connor Hellebuck on it and guys who, when they're on and when they're crisp are able to score at will, like Kyle Connor, when guys like Nick Ehlers are put in a spot to actually score, uh, or sorry, to play more than 15 minutes, you know, who, the sky's the limits. You know, I, 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 I don't know what to say here other than, um, you know, I, I still have faith in this team. And that's why I'm so frustrated tonight. That's why, you know, even in a game where they get goalied, I look at this game and I go, there are some decisions that are wrong. There are some, some plays that, uh, you know, just aren't working some lines that I don't think are working. Uh, Blake Wheeler shouldn't be in the top six. I'm sorry to harp on him so much, but I just know that when Cole Perfetti comes back from injury, Blake Wheeler is still going to be in the top six and Cole Perfetti is going to be on the third or fourth line, which makes no sense considering he's significantly more, uh, significantly more responsible than he is. Oh, look, Hey, hey look at my beautiful, look at my beautiful reverse retro Jersey, uh, that I finally got from Christmas. Uh, anyways, <laughs> shout out mom, a happy women's day to you if you're watching. Um, <laughs> but like I said, the, 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 this was an important game for the Jets to win. Uh, and now they're off on a road trip, a, a very difficult one to, to say the least. They got to go through Florida, through Tampa, through Carolina and through Boston. Those are games where they're only two-point games, whereas tonight was a four-point game, uh, and against some of the best teams in the league. So it's up to the Jets. It really is at this point. We can, we can only sit here and criticize and say what they should have done and you know yell and scream about you know whose fault it is. Um, but I still think there are things that they can build on off of this game. It's not often we get games where the Jets score four or not score, geez, uh, get 47 or so shots. So you know what? Uh, the finishing should come at some point, but um, I think that there are some, some changes that are in order and uh, I'll be very interested, interested to see uh, what those changes are. If there are any come the next game, uh, which I believe is against, is, I believe is the Tampa game next or no, it's Florida. I could be wrong. Let me see. Take it. It's Florida, the Florida game on Saturday, which I believe I will be back here on game over with you guys. Uh, I'm sorry that I wasn't really much in the chat here tonight. Um, you know, I ended up just going off on it because that's all I felt like I could do here. I, I really, uh, do appreciate you guys all tuning in though. Um, but Hey, like I said, it's on the Jets. And uh, with that, I will thank you for joining me. If you're listening to this on audio, uh, you know, come join us in the chat after every game. Uh, I'll be here yelling and screaming, as always. Liss, uh, my fantastic co-host, uh, will be here with me as well. And, uh, you know, if the Jets make playoffs, you should be seeing a lot more of us together, which I think some of our best shows 
are when her and I are, are bouncing off each other. So, uh, so yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Um, lots of time before the next game on Saturday, which means there should be plenty of practices for the, for bonus to, like I said, institute some changes, but alas, I will be signing off here. Follow me on Twitter at NHL chunky, follow Liz on Twitter at Liz hood. Uh, the, uh, on, on, um, on SDPN, we are having a, uh, a, a women in sport podcast coming out, uh, a special one with, I think Rachel Dory's going to be on it. Liz will be on it. Uh, and all of the women from our network, uh, and maybe some other guests, please check it out. They're all fantastic. Um, but yeah, regardless, I'm awful at outros. I always stammer on for too long. Thank you all for joining me. Have yourselves a wonderful night. Enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you guys on Saturday. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.